Hey, beautiful listeners, this is the HEA Book Club, and I'm indie romance author Samurai Tool. With me is my best friend Kelsey as we chat, laugh, and swoon over fictional men with often questionable morals. If you want to become part of the podcast creation process, go to battleofthetropes.com and you can help support our podcast while also voting in which topics we cover next month. Again, that's battleofthetropes.com, and this is the HEA Book Club. Hello and welcome to the HEA Book Club. I'm Samra O'Toole. I'm a romance author. With me is my best friend and co-host, Kelsey. Howdy, everyone. And we have the Spicy Book Talk founder, more or less, (laughs) Rachel from Fit Teacher Rachel. Hello. Thank you for having me. I don't know about founder, but I'm very excited to be here. (laughs) Maybe like a founding member. Okay, I'll go. That sounds good. That sounds good. (laughs) There's going to be like the actual founder is going to be like, excuse me. (laughs) No, but yeah, we're super excited. We're going to be talking about a bunch of different spicy book things. And our general ish theme is going to be small towns slash cowboys slash small town. But before that, Kelsey, weekly hop. My weekly hop this week is I was strolling TikTok as one does in their spare time. And it was basically like, hey, send your man this goodnight text and they're going to be thinking about you. And I was like, intriguing. I would like to participate in this. So I sent Mr. EMT this text. Thank you, TikTok. And he was basically like, goodnight, sweet sleeps, all the cute things. And I was like, sleep tight. And if you have a dream about me, remember that I like it rough. Ah! <laughs> oh, I love it. You know what? You just, you got to keep these things alive. You got to keep them going. He was shook and it was the best. Had great, re- great response. He's like, well, shoot, I'm going to bed now, but I don't know. And I was like, that's right. That's <laughs> putting in work over here. <laughs> that's my weekly hot. <laughs> love that. Do you have your Kelsey's dating column update? Oh, I do. Yes. So things are progressing with Mr. EMT. As we know, he's a he's a favorite for some. We had a really cute little like date day the other day where we, I like kind of left work early. Thank goodness no one of my coworkers listens to this podcast. But I left work early, kept my phone on. <laughs> and we like went out for like a three hour lunch. And then we just like, Went to Costco together, went to Michael's together, went to Office Depot together. And I mean, if the man follows me into a Michael's and is participating and helping me find things and is like, what about this? And what about this? Like, that's a winner right there. So overall, very wholesome. But I'm like, I'm a very strong believer in like, if you can do the mundane things together, it's a really positive aspect of your relationship because it is the mundane things. So that is my wholesome dating update for you all. When Kelsey was telling me about this like day, I was squealing on the phone. I was like, you went to Costco. So cute. <laughs> and I was like, and he pushed me on the car. I was so excited because I was just done walking. <laughs> <laughs> it was sweet. It was nice. I love that. Rachel, do you have a weekly heart? Okay, let's, well, 
it, I might be like cutting it close to a week here, but time is very fuzzy with a newborn. So I recently read, I'm very late to the game, but I was reading the new Camelot trilogy and it is easily the spiciest book books I've ever I've ever read. I started listening to them on audio and I had, I was driving. I like to do audios while I'm driving and I had an AirPod in on the highway and I was still like, I had to turn it off because I was like, what if I get in a car accident and people hear what <laughs> I'm listening to? I was like, what if people can hear this on the highway? I, I never get embarrassed by spicy scenes. So I had to switch to reading on my Kindle and it was exceptional with a long statement and i'm very intrigued by this series it was just really it was really something is this the one with there's like a father named McAllister? no but that series is very spicy as well that's the filthy rich americans by nikki sloan this new camelot is like scandal vibes okay it's like the president, the vice president. She's Ooh. like marrying the president. It's wow, very spicy. And then I love that show. Yeah, if you like Scandal, you would like this series. And this is Sierra Spoon? Yes. Okay. Remind me um, that that's my list over here. <laughs> I remember once I was watching, like years and years ago. I was watching Scandal with my grandma and then him a sex scene would come up. I'd like cover her eyes. And now she's like reads all my books. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> and it gave my, my aunt was like, you know, we've watched Outlander together. And one day I came home and she was watching 50 shades of gray. So, you know, you really don't have to worry about her reading your books. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> that's so funny she just came home she's just casually watching 50 shades of gray that's so funny especially like in the middle of the day can you imagine I, I that's exactly what i pictured i was like it needs to be like nighttime or something i don't know and i think that movie's like so cringy i like would have to be alone alone <laughs> like when you watch the twilight movies for fun but you're like i'm gonna i'm gonna rewatch this on my own so that way no one can judge me and I'm just going to reminisce on my childhood with me and myself and I, no one else. Yes, with no one to have secondhand embarrassment. Yes. <laughs> Did you ever see the, those like videos on YouTube when Twilight was popular? And it was like, <laughs> it was like they would insert like fart sounds into different clicks. And sounding familiar. It worked so well because you know like the vampires have a really strong sense of smell so they would always be like oh yes <laughs> their expressions were just so extra and yeah they would like flare their nose and it was just like yes i remember that is oh, memory unlocked phenomenal and when like bella walks in front of like the fan in the science classroom and she's like on the table and have me like an aneurysm Oh my god. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, people are so gifted. That's a gift for everyone. <laughs> I, the hours of entertainment. Oh, a man. single video. I think the username is like pinky something. I'll find it and link it below for anybody listening. 
It's so good. You guys have to watch that. It's so good. <laughs> um, your weekly hot summer? Oh, yeah. My weekly hot is I got some spicy artwork back for my upcoming book, Make Me. And I just got it back in color. And I'm just so excited. Like, she literally took my my head and like put it on paper it's so good if you want like kind of a very bad sneak peek of it it's on my latest post on instagram has it in black and white but like the best part is all blurred out so it's like a sneak peek that's like not really a good sneak peek the art is good but i didn't know so, it's back in color yet yeah it was this morning i think she's i think she might be russian so the time zones are vastly different. So every morning I like get up and I check my email because like if she has emailed me, it would have been out like during the night. It's always a great morning to wake up with. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my weekly hot. The book I read for this week was a trip. It was hot. There was like a surprise twin threesome with dp so like there i couldn't complain about that but overall it was (laughs) i'm trying to figure out how to say it was like one of the worst books i've ever read nicely (laughs) wait back up with what's dp mean just remind my tired brain double penetration so one in the butt one in the pink one in the stink (laughs) for it now that i can imagine it with a twin yeah a set of twins what was the book you have to spill the tea right okay yeah right so it was claiming the cowboy by kennedy fox who is a author duo it's lyra parish and brooke fox and i've actually so courtney is like the real name of lyra parish who is one half of kennedy fox but she has a YouTube channel for about like self-publishing and stuff. And before I started publishing, when I was still like in the, am I going to write a book? What am I doing? It's the pandemic and I want more hot pirates. So I'm writing. She was like one of the first people I followed on YouTube. And like, I watched a ton of her videos and they were like really helpful, really like motivating. Like she, they've written like 30 something books, probably more now. And yeah, so I'd been like their books have been on my TBR and one of them just like kept like the teasers kept popping up and I was like I'm gonna do it like we're doing a small town it's cowboy because like contemporary isn't like like just like sweet contemporary isn't usually my thing but I was like this is the perfect perfect excuse to read it and it was like <laughs> it was not the vibes it was not the vibes for me, but I actually wrote a pro and cons list because I was like, like these, this is a wildly successful duo. Like they have a ton of books. People love their books. It wasn't for me. And I'm starting to realize that I definitely like more prosaic writing with the more beautiful writing. And I don't think they had a single simile or metaphor that wasn't in like a spicy scene. It wasn't like, it felt like flames or whatever. So, it, but it was a very, and so in that sense, it's a very like easy. I read on the plane ride home. 
there wasn't like, you know, hard emotions, really the conflict. So she, okay. So there's a girl named something with a name. There's a girl with a name. Well, that's good. <laughs> and she, she's best friends with Kane Bishop, who is part of this big Bishop family. It's like, you know, nine book series. It's all these brothers and cousins and whatnot. It's the last name Kane. of a lot of brothers. Yeah. It's just like that screams like billionaire romance, brothers galore. Like that just that name right there. Mm-hmm. Classic. So there's Kane and Knox Bishop. Kane is like the sweet all-American guy who's best friends with, I think it's Hadley. It's Hadley with Hadley. Knox is the twin that she's always kind of had a crush on, but he's like a total playboy, like kind of a bad boy, yada, yada. She accidentally wins a date with him at a bachelor auction because she said she was going to vote for both of the brothers as like a like way to support charity. She was going to bid on both of them, but then she somehow accidentally ended up winning a date with Knox and then spent all of her money and Kane was up next. So she was like, sorry, I can't bid on you. So they have to go on a date. And then, of course, things get a little hot. Because she's always thought that he's kind of hot. But he's, you know, a bad boy. Uh, and the very next day, Kane busts over there into Hadley's house. And is like, I have feelings for you. Like, I'm in love with you. We should, like, be together. Not you and Kane. Like, he's just going to hurt you. So there's a little bit of a love triangle going on. They, like, try out dating, but it's just not vibing, you know, like, he's the guy that'd be, like, perfect to her, it'd be so sweet, so nice, would treat her really well, but, like, sparks are flying with Knox, and that's where this threesome happens, because everybody she talks to is, like, why don't she just have both of them, like, and she's, like, a cute small town nurse, and she's, like, "Mm, stop it, but then they have a party, they get drunk, and she's, like, let's do this. And it was basically her way of test driving both of them, but then also Kane's way of like being with her once and then giving her to her his brother. Does that make sense? So she's had sex with Kane and now she's gonna have sex with both of them? No, that was the first time she slept with either of them. Oh, what a way to jump in. I know. I think she she had they've had like oral both ways her and Knox but she'd only like kissed Kane because she didn't want to go further with him knowing that he had feelings if she still wasn't sure okay let's just have a threesome but okay yeah I respect it I do respect it though but I was I was shocked because the whole time like they kept hinting at it they're like as a joke and then she was like okay (laughs) it's a drunk after the party like let's do it oh my god yeah and then he like so somebody came in her mouth and the other brother was like, oh, like, like spit it into his mouth. He I can't it. with that. That is like, I, can't, I, I know that's like a thing, but not for me. And I'm just like, this is supposed to be like, I knew it was going to be spicy, but that like shocked me because I was like, they are, you know, making out in stables and now we're having a threesome with twins and now we're like it was it's not small t- it's not giving small town vibes mm-hmm. no it's really not 
usually okay i am in my small town era and it took me a long time to like jump into small town like i had done some like early in my reading journey but because typically i mean i'm stereotyping here obviously small town is usually less spice yeah, yeah. but not not here if we're i think that's called snowballing is it really i i only know that because it was an arena camp book and it was also gross to me in that and i'm not king shaming anybody but it is gross to me and he, the character like said to the girl like this is called snowballing or something and i was like interesting i think it was his own like come back in his own mouth they weren't like trading but still yes not. i think i think that's yes that's, that's what happened yeah i think okay. that's snowballing i'm not gonna google it though <laughs> I, was just saying, I was ready to google it but you came up with a name so i was fine i didn't need to google it I'm pretty not. sure don't fact check me okay <laughs> snowballing from here on out that's all it is yeah okay so we're I... snowballing happening in this threesome yeah so that was definitely like a pleasant surprise there is definitely like quite a few moments of dialogue where somebody actually said hardy har har no 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 no, no, no. Mm-hmm. like more than once no no no. that is not the vibes for any book i don't even want to see that in a children's book so you can see how i was very like whiplashed by this book there's also like a breeding kink that then turned into like an actual baby which kind i feel like cancels out like the breeding <laughs> okay wait i have a question that i've never asked anybody on the breeding king does that mean like just when the guy is just like obsessed with wanting to impregnate her so technically actually having a baby or not having a baby isn't a requirement for the most part though it's the idea of it or it's like i'm gonna you know pump you with my seed or like i'm i want to come inside you like i want to get you pregnant but they're usually is not the intention of actual pregnancy. So it's just like the idea of it. Okay, that, okay. Wait, I feel like then like every book has the breeding kink then. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I'm confusing it. No, but I feel like I'm confusing it too because I want to elaborate on that and be like, okay, if that's what it is. So every single time that a guy wants to like come inside you, like they're- They're yeah. all doing it bare. Then that's breeding <laughs> kink, but I th- there's like nuances. I feel like, like okay, so if they were to be like, I don't have an example now. Like, like when they shove the cum like back up in her, that's like bordering on ber- breeding kink. Okay, that makes sense to me because you want it to stay yes. out there. That yeah, but sense. just coming inside her like, isn't it? And like, okay. it's like oh, I'm going to, like, come inside you. Like, you kind of keep every drop. Like, I want it. (laughs) Versus, versus like, okay, I'm going to come inside you and then I want to watch it drip out of you. Like, that's non-breeding kink versus I want to come inside you and I want to keep it up there and I'm going to plug you with my fingers. Right? Listen, I'm not an expert on this. There's definitely experts on this. It is not me. Not me either. Me neither. 
So I, I did learn that it doesn't have to result in pregnancy. I didn't know that. And I feel like for the most part, like whether or not they're actually getting pregnant is irrelevant. Okay. And for the most part, I feel like they're, unless it's like, like monster aliens where they're like offsprings, like I want the offspring. Yeah. They aren't like, I feel like in a lot of contemporary and like mafia and stuff, it's more just like the idea of like, impregnating them but they're not actually trying to get pregnant the girl could be on birth control psa though like i dated a guy who had a breeding king and turned out in the end non-healthy relationship dating very loose term i hooked up with a guy with a breeding king and turned out that he had like four baby mamas so like when you in real life have a kink like that like you better best protect yourself if you're trying to just have it be a kink and not your reality I'm gonna say, just gonna throw that out there. Like, no kink shaming for me. Like, if that's your vibe, go for it. Make sure you're protected if you're not wanting a baby at this point in your life. But that's the book I read. <laughs> <laughs> it was, okay, wait. I just have to read this one quote. Since we're talking, this is, he literally, this was another thing that was so cringe. He like gave the definition of a breeding kink, like, in a spicy scene. Oh. So it like it ruined it ruined the it ruined the times. Dude, this book. <laughs> wild. What a ride. These books always give you like a certain amount of like high in the sense of like not like necessarily a positive or a negative high, but just like retelling it. It almost like like your fight and flight, like just like amplifies or like your adrenaline just pumping, trying to like rehash and try to like explain to someone like, this is how nuts it is. Like, I need you to understand this is how bizarre it was. Mm-hmm. And I do, I did go back to one of the like Instagrammers who had been recommending this book a lot. Cause I was like, it's like, I just have to know more about, you know, what happened here. And one of the things she said when she was like promoting this book was like, this book is like waste the spiciest one they've written, they've ever and like you're not ready for it. I certainly was not ready for it. But so they're having sex finally. And she says, Come inside me. He goes, Fuck, I'm gonna knock you up. You look so sexy with my baby. And then they finish. He says, I think you unleashed a new kink I didn't realize I had. She's like, What's that? He goes, ever heard of a breeding kink? No. And then he's like, is that when you want to get the woman pregnant? And she's like, sort of. But more so the idea of a woman getting knocked up or being attracted to the thought of it. Usually it means risky sex or just talking about it. Doesn't actually mean you want to get pregnant. When you told me to come inside you, I got really turned on. But if it's not your thing, we don't have to. And blah, blah, blah. Oh, and then, (laughs) oh, this is the other one that just made me die. She goes, no, it's hot. I actually love the idea of carrying your babies. And he goes, yeah, you want to breed my little rub rat? Oh, those words shouldn't be together in a sentence. (laughs) Rugrats, I think is fine. Rachel, maybe you can say more on the subject, being a mom, but like, I think rugrats, fine. Breeding, fine. Stick them in a sentence. Yeah, not together. I'm unsettled. 
And like, did he, he just like basically pulled out a PowerPoint, like, and was giving a lecture on <laughs> what a reading kink is. Like, do you have any, he was like, do you have any questions? <laughs> this is like during their aftercare. Like everyone does aftercare differently, but like the ending of a scene aftercare, like maybe hit that up after when you guys are like drinking coffee the next day. I was going to say like maybe at dinner yeah. or something. Yeah. Oof. What a ride, Sarah. Thanks for bringing us along. Rachel. And then later, once she's actually pregnant, she goes, well, I guess practicing all that pretty kink, like, finally. <laughs> See? Oh. Real life. That's real life, though. <laughs> Concerning. Concerning. Yeah. I'm concerned. Okay. Anyways, right now. <laughs> I do have to emphasize, though, that, like, if you are somebody who, you know, just wants to, like, sit down with an easy book that is gonna give you, like, those typical romance beats and, like, a satisfying epilogue, it does that. There's definitely spicy scenes. There's definitely, before they actually have sex, there's, like, other small snippets, like, pretty early on. What would you rate the spice? Okay, well, the, like, whole, like, threesome with twins and snowballing just, like, yeah, that just, like, really just throws a <laughs> wrench in, like, any typical scale. Mm -hmm. But I'd say maybe, like, a two and a half, three. If we took out that scene or just, like, boiled it down to kind of, like, the overall vibe of the book, I would say, like, a two and a half. Because it's fairly frequent, especially once they start having sex, they just start, like, banging all the time. But other than, like, the DP with twins, it wasn't, like, necessarily anything crazy. Though they did have a lot of anal, but they prepped, like, a lot for it, which I know isn't often in books, so. I appreciate that. There's that. So that was my book. Rachel, was yours more along the typical vibe of small town cowboy? Yes. So I, as I mentioned earlier, have been in just my small town era right now. I think I was before just not reading small town books that were like vibing with me, but I have recently discovered and fallen into deep, deep love with Devney Perry books. And she recently put like her whole backlist on Kindle Unlimited and she was previously not a Kindle Unlimited author but yeah. even before that I was like binging her books and The Edens is her like newest series and it is just so good she does a lot of romantic suspense too and she's definitely like on the lighter side like typical small town romance you can expect like lighter spice but the suspense and her storytelling is just riveting. And I am a, personally, I am just a hoe for small gestures, which makes sense that I'm like liking small town. And she just does like, these small moments are just everything to me. I love that. So they have, I'm like picturing the covers right now they is it one like couple throughout is it three books 
Yeah, there's just three so far. There's going to be six. It's one couple per book. There's six different okay. siblings in the Eden family. And so, yeah, they each have a book. or what. And the suspense part. What's Is there, like, a murder? Yes. I'm like... Yes. Yeah, so in the fir- first book, and she does this like through some of her other series too, like was Cl- Clifton Forge isn't the first one I read by her, but that one has a like murder mystery as well. But in the Edens, the first one has a murder mystery and like sometimes, okay. I think what I used to be a big turnoff for me in small town was I felt like the conflict was random or like too extreme for like, okay, like literally you live in a small town with no crime, like, and all of a sudden, like someone's just like banging down your door with a gun. And like, it was just like outlandish to me, but with the way Devney does her stories, like it's very fitting and it doesn't seem like too far fetched. Like there's already a cop. A conflict and it like escalates within their story does that make sense yeah oh yeah and then like the you never see it coming like you might have an inkling but you don't and but it makes sense when it's real mm-hmm. and I love that yeah and is this like one murder per book or is it so like an the first one is romance is like has suspense and it has the murder mystery the second and the third are different tropes like they don't have the romantic suspense in that one like the second one is a single mom grumpy sunshine that one is so good so like heartfelt and like such a sweet book and then the third one is like a second chance lots of small gestures in that one I really like that one I'm with you on the small gestures. A lot of the small town books that I read, they're all like trying to win someone back. But like, I'm always like, okay, if I had to pick a human boyfriend, because on this podcast, we deal on the supernatural, we deal with the fae, we deal with everyone, right? So I can have lots of imaginary book boyfriends, but I'm like, but if I had to pick a human, it would be one of the ones from my small town romances because of all the gestures, all the like, I know you inside and out, all the history, like it just that's what I want in like an actual human yeah it feels like feasible I don't know and I think that's why I don't like when the conflict is like so outlandish for the storyline like it doesn't have to be that way to be a good book like we can just stick with the vibes of the characters you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) absolutely is the small town like cowboy-esque or is it just a small town no, it, it the first one with the romantic suspense, he's a cowboy. He owns like a ranch and there's lots of cowboyness type things. She like always has like in her series, her series are all character series. There's at least one like full cowboy for the most part in most of her series. And but then they all take place in Montana, so there's like some form of cowboyness in you know what I mean like (laughs) Juniper Hill is the second one and he's he's a chef so he's not a cowboy but they still live like in the country you know yeah so they still all know how to ride horses so yeah because in small town they don't have cars they only have horses (laughs) and trucks (laughs) that's all they do that's true they do all have trucks um Mm -hmm. can confirm in the series and i love it there's just something like yeah i don't want them to get in a car i don't know get on 
a lot of her characters have motorcycles too, which I'm on board with. In <clears throat> speaking my language, even like okay, like I'm around town driving about. I used to drive a truck, which was like my sole car, but then I got a new car. It's beautiful. I like it. It's an SUV. It's definitely like gonna be the car that I have for the next twenty years once I have a family. Wonderful. I still consistently only check out the people in trucks. And I'm like, are you going to be cute? No. Are you going to be cute? Oh, you actually are cute. I get like one in 20 is someone who's actually around my age and decent looking. But it's always the trucks. Like trucks turn me on. I don't know what it is. Yeah, what is it? I don't know. It's an aphrodisiac, apparently. But apparently. not the stupid ones. Not the ones where I'm like, you've never gotten mud on your tires and you're lifted to high heaven. And mm-hmm. I would have to take a ladder to get into your vehicle. No, I'm talking about like a working man's truck. Mm-hmm. But also like, you know that they wash it and take care of it. All the country parties that I've ever been to, like out in the valley, wherever they've been, like even with like my good guy friends, they still roll up with the dust showing up behind them. And I'm on a ranch and I'm still like, you could be the one. And then they step out and I'm like, no, I know you. Yes. You're not the one. You're not. But I'm going to sit here over in my fantasy land. And I'm going to pretend that someone's going to show up like I'm in a country song and they're going to see me wearing my red dress in front of their headlights and we're going to make babies. Like, I still think about that, even though it never, ever even once got close to happening. (laughs) But I think about it. And that's why we read books. This is why we read books. (laughs) Okay, Rachel, I wanted to ask you whether or not you've read the Savannah Scott series, that's all like friendship. It's like a neighbor war only in Atlanta, sworn to loathe you, any of those? No. What was it? The Savannah what? Savannah Scott. One of them. I just realized that I listed off three different authors and I thought they were all from the same series. So that's my bad. Oh, okay. I saw friendship. Okay. Listen, this is a toxic trait about me as a reader. These are illustrated covers. So the likelihood of me picking them up is significant. I'm not saying I won't, but a illustrated cover for a lot of people is an instant download. For me, it would, I would have to come like unbelievably highly recommended for me to do an illustrated cover. I was going to say, I think Kindle Unlimited has decided that I like those covers because it's all that it recommends to me now because I read one. So it's like, oh, you like this. Now here's 500 more. And I'm like, not necessarily accurate, but also like if it's a quick download and I can read the book in two hours, I'm just going to read it. And that's, I'm very simple in that regard. We love love Kindle Unlimited for that, you know, like being so accessible. We, We really do. I don't like I don't like paying for books. I only want to buy books that I'm gonna read multiple times in my life. That's it. That's, That's my hard and fast rule. Or I find it at Goodwill, which is like where I found my book for today's episode. I found a whole series. There's a bunch of sexy cowboys on the cover. There was five of them, and I said yes. I will spend. How much should I spend? Hold on. It's on, it's on the spine of my book here. I will spend one forty nine on these five books each. <laughs> I don't feel good about myself. Honestly, though, because they all look like this. That looks like the cover, or that looks like a Yellowstone ad. And you like those vibes. Yeah, you know what? That's actually a really great comparison. They are very Yellowstone vibey. Did it deliver, though? Because I have been 
catfished by shirtless cowboys. So he actually has a shirt, as we can see here, <laughs> and he's not swindled. Did I want there to be more smut? Yes. However, was it still a good cowboy romance with surprisingly deep feelings and good connections all around and a mystery and some murder, Summer? Listen up, maybe I should pass this along to you. Mystery and a murder that caught me by surprise. Along with multiple bomb threats. It's kind of high tech for a small town. I was surprised by this one. The first one was much more small town. Like, girl, old girlfriend comes into town. The guy's name was Knox. Like, that was the main character. He always thought he had to take care of the family ranch. There's a Knox in my series as well. I was really strongly thinking about that. I also think that there's a cane in my series, too. We have some classic cowboy names to compare. Yeah. Um, but Tate, who you guys are looking at right now, our Yellowstone vibes, he is a bodyguard for this girl band. Did I just say that right? Girl group band? I don't know. This band of beautiful women who tour the countryside. And one of them is named Flo. And Flo is, nope, it's not Flo, it's Glow. And Glow is actually the daughter of like some famous senator. So she ends up getting targeted because there's like some election coming up. And she's like, I just want to live my life and be a rock star. And her mom is like, no, put on a pantsuit and come stand by my side and be the perfect person that you're trained to be. So there was some of that, like fighting your history. And then turns out that, you know, there was like a leak on the inside. And then they had like a lot of their own demons because like Tate came back from, I think, Afghanistan and then went into like a lot of mercenary work. Summer, this is really your book. I can't believe yeah. I suggested this to you earlier, considering that it's small town. But it all happened in a very small town because they had to go like hide at the family ranch, which is where all the big feelings came out and all the connections were made and the smut showed up. But it was really innocent smut. It wasn't enough. But the storyline was there, which is good. I think that's why I haven't read all of them, because the smut wasn't enough and I've been spoiled. Kindle Unlimited has spoiled me with smut. Mm-hmm. Really has. I think, it, I think it needs to be, like, it needs to be included. Maybe some sort of like table, you know, where it could be like, how many scenes? How many partners? How many appendages? And just kind of, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, we need just like a checklist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Rachel was one of the first wrecks that I took through Dark Romance. It was oh. Lord of London Town. And I'd been kind of hearing about Dark Romance, right? And I think I'd read Maybe the Devil by Ashley Jade. And like, that book's wild. But I was like, you know, I think I can go darker. And then, so I read Lord of London Town, which I would say is like the first like dark, dark romance I read. And I was like, this is it. He made a guy, like, cut off his own dick with a shard of broken glass. How do you even not pass out in the process? I don't know. It's a book. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think he did, like, by the end or something. Yeah. I don't remember the it details, did. but that part, it was graphic. Yeah, and I remember I was telling Gabby about it because I was just like, you know, eyes like blown open, like 
into this new world. And she was like, so is that supposed to be hot? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, but it was insane. Great question, Gabby. Something I ask myself about summer's taste all day long. <laughs> but it's like, how do you put a trigger warning for that? Right. Gore, gore doesn't cover it. No, and violent is too broad. But then then on the flip side, so for some people, and I, I mean, definitely trigger warnings are important, but for some people that don't have trigger warning or, you know, don't have any triggers, then they can turn into spoilers. Yeah, very much so. I usually oh, it's a yeah. It's a double-edged sword for sure. And I don't have a solution. I'm just playing. I am glad that we're like getting places in the book community, smutty book community of like, okay, here's, here are our trigger warnings a lot of the time. I think that that is great, especially someone who does need trigger warnings in my own rating. I really appreciate that. Summer was my trigger warning before trigger warnings existed. She was the best of friends and she would vet all my books for me. Like, we don't all have such good friends like Summer doing that for us. So I'm glad that as society, we are we're moving in that direction. Yes, for sure. Because, yeah, sometimes they can be hard to find, too. Like, people will ask me, like, are there trigger warnings for this book? And everybody's trigger warnings are different, you know? I think they're really important, and they're so easy to do. Like, as an author, it, it doesn't even take me five minutes. Like you just write them all down. One of like my alpha reader, beta reader will might point one out that I forget. And like, that's all you have to do. Like, it's really, it's so easy. And then sometimes I'll see authors who end up writing this long thing about how they're not going to put a trigger warning and how like, this is dark. And like, that's all a warning you're going to get. And like, if you have triggers, you maybe should be reading this book. And I'm like, it'd be just as easy to be like, go to this link if you're interested like if you're worried about spoilers don't click on it or maybe don't write that passage if you're really feeling yeah. about it yeah it's like come on i don't know they clearly feel strongly about it though so they they would like to say it they must be very anti-trigger warning i love that your recs were always like very specific in terms of the tropes you were recommending or like the like spice scale or the darkness scale. It was just all really helpful. So thank you so for your service. <laughs> I'm so here for it. You know, it's funny, like I, you know, it's just so wild to see this community has like just, you know, like multiplied and what it's so much bigger than it was. And like, I was so scared to like, say on my Instagram stories first, like what I was reading. And then TikTok was like a whole other beast because people are really mean on TikTok. And I was like, just not in the mental space to like have people come for me. And like, it's just crazy. Like the overwhelmingly positive support, you know, like so many people, mm-hmm. I mean, there's still people who are like, I mean, are definitely like knocking it and they haven't tried it, but so many people that were like, no way. I like, I like, like that too. Like, and I feel like that has encouraged more people to try something new and seeing so many people who have called themselves like not a reader becoming a reader again is just so cool. And I love to see all these like authors 
making more money. That is so cool. I love that. Um, I love that the TikTok algorithm can be so good at like picking up what you want to see. No. And I feel like it, sometimes it's scary. Sometimes you feel a little attacked by what it's giving you. <laughs> but overall, it's like just an endless resource, I feel like. I hate TikTok, anti-TikTok right now because it's what? too accurate. Just because it's too accurate. Every time I open it up, guys, like the last week, I don't know what TikTok is trying to tell me, but I've cried nearly every time I've opened up the app. And I'm like, I'm not trying to cry when I open up TikTok. I'm trying to be mindlessly amused. I'm not trying to have you guys drop all this business on me that's making me like look at my inner child and try to like, no, I'm not. I'm trying to avoid all my problems when I open up TikTok. So I have to agree with you on this anti-TikTok at the moment. I want a ban, a personal ban. This is actually one that we've asked people before, and I just think it's always a fun answer. If you were a sex toy, what would you be? Oh. You know, I I think I would just, I would be a vibrator because they're just consistently delivering. They're consistently there for you. We Consistency is very important to me in my real life. And they're, yeah, they're just consistent, like, it's just your best friend. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. I'm satisfied with that. There's no reason why they're always so popular. Yeah. They've consistently been popular throughout the years. Facts. Had the best vibrator back in like high school, college, and then it died and I couldn't find a replacement. Like they stopped making it. And I literally have not found a vibrator that compares to it since. And I'm still a little salty about it. That's sad. <laughs> it's been a lot of years since then. With me, writers just being like, you're still disappointing me. You're this one too <laughs> disappointing. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll be nice. But I'm also chasing the past. So maybe I need to change my mindset on that one a little bit. You should open up your FYP and see what it says about your inner child and changing your past. okay or a new vibrator will show up on your fyp one or the other actually i did get a vibrator advertisement i think on instagram and i was like this is odd but also you don't look bad so (laughs) the only problem is that it looked like it was a scam and i was like you still don't look bad not that i'm gonna buy you because you look like a scam but like i'm gonna mentally document this for the next one i'm at the sex shop because this looks Mm -hmm. like you're done Okay, Rachel, I have a question for you. Shoot. If I were a stranger and I saw you reading a romance book on the street and I walked up to you and said, hey, like, what romance book would you suggest to me? What would you suggest? I always, my go-to rack is always The Stopover by T.L. Swan because you don't have to wait very long to get to the goods. It's not dark. It's like a good story but it's not cheesy i just feel like it checks so many people's boxes that they don't even know that they have and it's gotten so many people back into reading myself included so it's just always my 
my go-to and it's not like a cringy cover. So so many boxes. Okay. So if I was a good friend and I asked you, would you give me the same answer or a different one? I, I would give the same answer and then I would have different, like a different flow chart depending on like the vibes after that. Yeah. Like, okay, you liked that. What did you like about it? Like, and I could gauge, should we go darker? Should we throw some kink in there? Or should we stay with like the lighter? Mm-hmm. What are like some kinks or tropes that surprised you when you were reading in terms of like either oh I thought I was gonna like this and I really didn't or I didn't think I was gonna like this and I want more Ooh, didn't think I would like reverse harems and I love them I guess I'm kind of I'm a little picky on them but overall and very enjoyable what else do I like that surprised me I guess I didn't, I underestimated how enjoyable text banter can be in books. That's always like so entertaining to me. That's not really like a trope or anything, but just a little nugget. I'm trying to think. Oh, I didn't expect to love forbidden things pretty much in general. Like if they're forbidden, I'm like probably more into it. And that can be just like a wide umbrella of so many different things but I'm such a rule follower like I would never do like be interested in breaking rules like that like that's not attractive to me in real life but in my book I'm like yes yes more of that more sneaking around more angst that is the joy of books all the things that we would not do in real life yes and then also teaching us things that maybe we do want to do in real life that we have yes that is very true Now, Kelsey is currently a teacher, and she teaches high school. So high school is, like, out of the question for her. Hard pass, you, not read any high school books. Yeah. What grades did you teach when you were teaching? I taught fifth and sixth grade. Oh. Okay, so there's they're not writing romance books no. about them. Thank God. Yeah. No, I wrote my first romance book, though, as a fifth grader. I probably did too. I was reading, I mean, I wouldn't call it like raunchy romance, but I was like big into Sarah Dessen and I mean, so many like gateway romance (laughs) books at a young age. Mm -hmm. I've read a book who now, if you, if you like start naming like those type of authors, I'd probably recognize the name. But I remember they mentioned like VD, and now I like I'd been through health class. Like I knew what you know some of the sexually transmitted diseases were, but we were calling them STIs or STDs. They called it VD, which is venereal disease, which was like, you know, a dated now it's dated term. And I remember I had to ask my mother. That was. I've never even heard of that. Right? It's like fair. It's like fairly old. Now I have to see young adult romance authors classics. I'm picturing you in our middle school library. Do you remember that giant like dictionary 
that they had that was like up on a pedestal that was so dusty and everyone wanted to touch it. I don't. Oh my gosh. I just got a flashback of that and I pictured you looking up VD in that, trying to find the answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember reading it and like, it was either like fade to black or like kind of more just like insinuating what happened. I remember like being confused and having to like reread it and being like, did that just happen? <laughs> like, is this gonna happen here? Yeah. Letting us and now look at me. Because <laughs> <laughs> they let us run away with our imagination, you know? Mm-hmm. They kept it a mystery. So then our brains just had to fill in the blanks in very creative ways because we're just, you know, creative individual beings. Yeah. Actually, speaking of it sounds weird to be like speaking of kids, but Rachel. This actually makes me curious. How has like reading romance influenced or maybe like changed the way that you are planning on parenting your kids like as they get older? Like because of what I read or just reading in general? I guess either or. Well, it is cool to see like if I'm having like a hard time or like I'm feeling anxious one of my older kids older they're five and three but they'll like bring me my kindle like mommy here's your kindle I think that's so sweet and like really I mean kids like notice a lot of things yeah and like my five-year-old when he was even younger like and I got back into reading he would always say like come with me and lay in my bed and he's like mommy here's your Kindle. Like you love to read your Kindle in your bed. And so like, I think it's cool to see, like, I think that's a pro of Kindle, like that he sees me like not necessarily on my phone and he knows like I'm reading so that I think just even the exposure makes, I hope that they will want to read as they get older. Um, Mm -hmm. On like a funnier side, it has, reading romance is probably why we have our third child (laughs) because (laughs) she was not a planned pregnancy and I know when she was conceived so (laughs) that it has definitely changed our lives in lots of ways and like my kids know like they like my bookshelves and stuff and I'm never like embarrassed like about like I don't know like more saucy covers or whatever they just mm-hmm. all like their mommy's books and yeah whatever has it made like I mean granted this is like I don't know how you were raised but has it made you feel like you're going to take like a more sex positive parenting route or like more I don't know Yes. I, I, okay. I totally see what you're saying. Yes. So yeah, because when I was raised very, I was very sheltered and there's absolutely nothing wrong with my upbringing. I have like, no, I have a very great relationship with my parents, but I was a very, very sheltered. And I read like all my books, like <laughs> closed doors, like I would sneak stuff. And I hope that, yeah, like, especially with my daughters that, if they're interested in reading in one of my books and they're not maybe at like, I don't know, they're not 18. I hope that if that's an interest to them, they feel comfortable coming to me and asking me if they can read it. And then we can have, you know, like be able to talk about like, if it's a book I have, then I could talk about like why that relationship is not appropriate in real life, (laughs) you know, like 
if there's some forbiddenness or if it's like toxic love, like why we Mm -hmm. not tolerate toxicity in our relationships, like things like that. So yes, I love that. I do hope that it creates like, oh, you know, my mom's a cool mom, you know, like type of vibe for, especially for my girls. Totally. I know that one of my like fond memories of my mom growing up is she was an avid reader. Like she would have books in the car. Like, you know, back in the day when we had not Kindles, but books in the car, which was always cute. I actually now always carry a book in my car just in case. I love that. But we would always go to the library together. And like, that was our thing to do. And she like fully passed along her love of reading to me. And now I'm who I am today because of it. And I I really love that. Yeah, my parents like were totally supportive of me as a reader. And I think, you know, that helped me like try new things or whatever. And they, I mean, they just didn't know like necessarily what I was reading. (laughs) But like, I remember I have like great memories of my dad used to like take a day off work and like do something with each of my siblings and I in the summer. And I always asked to go to the bookstore and he would buy me a book. And it was like the highlight of my summer, even though it was like, I mean, books back then were like 10 bucks, you know? And he would like wake up to take me to like Harry Potter releases at midnight because I was like 13 and couldn't go myself, you know? So that I think, I hope to be able to do that with my kids too. Like just encourage them. Like you said, like just the exposure is so Mm -hmm. lasting for them. Yeah. That's absolutely the cutest. I'm so happy you have that as a memory. Yeah. Okay. Along the lines of like cute things in your life, have you ever had a meet cute moment or like very much like a romantic story book moment that you can think of where you're like, it could have been a a novel? Probably. I mean, it probably could have been the way I met my husband. I was like dating his roommate. Dating is like a loose term, but I went out with his roommate. Mm-hmm. a couple times and then he like we went to his apartment to like hang out and that's how I met my husband that's, he was yeah. like very obnoxious and like made me uh, uncomfortable not in like a, not in like a sexual way but he just made me like uncomfortable because he was like teasing me and and then this is like so like my age but then we like added each other on Facebook after <laughs> and yeah. After our little meet cute. Really sweet meet cute. Do you know or like you said that you know when Zoe was conceived? Mm-hmm. Have you told the author? Yes, because <laughs> people asked me. So I was reading the Off Balance series, which I absolutely love. <laughs> and yeah, so she know she knows I like talk to her pretty often. So yeah, I told her like she's an off balance baby. And <laughs> and so people would either be like, Okay, I am not gonna pick up this series, or they'd be like, you know, I think now's a good time. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. And I'm happy it was a series like I loved so much that will literally be with me forever because it gave me yeah. a little girl. A few episodes ago, we were talking about how like if somebody masturbated to your book, that's like one of the best compliments. But I think conceiving a child like absolutely tops that. 
It's just like a little extra. A lot extra. Like I've masturbated to a lot of books. I'm not conceiving any children. Granted, it's happening in my life at this particular moment, but like masturbation versus conceiving. Two very It's funny because so I, I, this isn't really like private because I've shared this on like Instagram and stuff, but, and my husband knows, but our birth control method for lots of years has been what we lovingly call the pull and pray method. Okay. But I was raised Catholic. So I know how to like natural family plan. Okay. So I was like, we were like in a safe zone and we still did pull and pray and I still got pregnant and that has never, you know, like obviously it has not happened before that we had planned pregnancies and I blame the book. <laughs> My dad is one of eight kids and they were a very Catholic family, very Irish Catholic family. And my mom always tells a story of how, like, whenever my grandma would retell, you know, like how they ended up with eight kids is one, they like had to go to the priest because they kept needing more like baby names. And we have like Mary, John, James, Matthew. And she also <laughs> at least say like, Andy, who's my grandfather, like, Andy, we have to go talk to the father. Like, I don't think this like family method plan or like family rhythm or what's it? It's like the rhythm method. Yeah, they call it natural family planning now. But yeah, I know what okay, you're saying. Yeah. She was like, I don't think it's working. <laughs> it's not effective at this time. <laughs> yeah. That's a really, it's really amusing. I know. So funny. This is not effective. I mean, <laughs> I tell you that. Like, I don't know if this is in your plan, but it doesn't really seem like it. So <laughs> they're like, we need something. We need another option here. <laughs> I feel like it'd be fun to like wrap up with our like a few of our all-time favorite like go-to wrecks because I feel like Rachel's like the queen of wrecks and a lot of my all-time favorites came from her so I feel like I can just be like oh, I don't know full circle <laughs> I'm so touched um, so honored thank you <laughs> Kelsey do you want to go first sure throw me under the bus because you know I can't remember the name of a single book oh I'll, I'll help you. You just kind of start saying what it was. <laughs> okay. If I was going to do like general recommendations for people, Neon mm -hmm. Jaws, Katie Roberts. If you want to do monster alien series, Elizabeth Stevens, Xerby series. Like I said that right, didn't I? No. Say it for me, Summer. Zaveri. Zaveri. Oh, I know I was going to say it wrong. Okay. So Elizabeth Zaveri series. And then I would also throw out there, just because I'm a fantasy person, all of A Court of Thorns and Roses and all of Crescent City melted my panties and got my heart racing. So and your tears flowing. Aggressive, ugly cried tears. <laughs> yes, all the above. So really, if you want to just be like emotionally wrung out in every capacity while just wanting to like hump the nearest chair, those are the books for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay those are my recs <laughs> Rachel you already kind of mentioned Stopover mm -hmm. and Off Balance what are some of your other favorites a couple of my other favorites for dark romance I always recommend the Royal Elite series one of my favorite really honestly anything in Rena Kent in her world they all connect 
but I absolutely love her world. And then reverse harem, Madison Kate is always my go-to rec. I tend to recommend like how I started in each like trope in yeah. genre within, but I really like my reading journey. So those two, and then for anyone like wanting to get into mafia, I always recommend Beautifully Cruel by JT. I don't know if it's Geisinger or Gessinger. Geisinger. None of the above, Rachel. Geisinger? Yeah, like a okay. male singer. Thank you. I'll remember that now. That I've heard her say it before, so now I've like got it on lock. I love it. Love that. I'm trying I think- to think if I have like any other like super favorites. No. Thing that's like sticking out to me right now on a very like not wrap-up related but jt geisinger related have you had perfect strangers no but i did buy it during the audible sale okay when you're reading it don't look anything up like i'm sure you've been told to go in absolutely blind i remember i called oh. kelsey at like 3 a.m and she was like why are you awake yes and i was like i don't even know what just happened <laughs> Well, I have theories because I just read, I read pen pal and I didn't really have any theories other than like, I was trying to create theories because I knew there was a twist, but Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Now I haven't read pen pal, so I can't compare the twists, but I think anything I like, you'll definitely be percolating ideas. Okay. Okay, cool. I think I'm looking at my bookshelf right now. And so my all-time favorites are like Ruthless Creatures, also by J.T. Geisinger, Hooked, and Lane McIntyre, Taken to Veraxia, which is another Elizabeth Stevens. And then, I mean, the series that shall not be named, though I can't help but name every single episode. The world is a forest site. Have you read that, Rachel? The wait, say it again. It's the world is a forest but it's like Lords of Pain, Lords yes. of Mercy. Only the original trilogy. Did you like it? Don't tell me if you didn't. I I li- I liked it, but I didn't love it. You're not obsessed like Summer eat, breathes, and sleeps it. Right. <laughs> and it's so- only because I felt like the third book dragged on and I already like knew what was gonna happen so I was like Mm -hmm. and then I was like we still have like all of like I still have like 40 percent like it's already solved so I was like salty about that but I did I did like the series well highly recommend Dukes which is the next one the third one comes out in October so if you wait just a little longer you can read them all I'm like you're like I didn't really like it and I'm like shoving it back down your throat no no Um, (laughs) I did like it I just didn't love but I did like it like it wasn't like I regret reading this or anything no and I felt like they did dub and non-con like really well yes really well yeah that was a fun like little wrap-up we should do that more often that was nice yeah Rachel, where can everybody find you on the internet? And what other, if for some reason somebody isn't following you already, what can like they expect from your page? Because I know you have a lot of other stuff other than just bookish. Yeah, so I'm at Fit Teacher Rachel on TikTok and Instagram. 
Yes, I said that right. And I do like lots of lifestyle stuff. It just, I like fit reading into my life. So I just share, I literally just share my life, things I'm liking, stuff about my kids, books, stuff that helps my anxiety, stuff that makes me Oreos lately. have been like I really like Oreos you know you just never know like someone said once my 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 social media is like a box of chocolates you never know what you're gonna get and there's no key so you you cannot like plan to be there on a certain day and expect certain content you can't oh I love to share deals just things I love you just never know it's a box of chocolates but you can count on books for sure I really I feel like with that too, like I know so many content creators, they get stuck in patterns or they, or they're like, they got to stick to a schedule. And for some people that's great, but I also can see how like stressful that could be if you're not feeling a certain content avenue. So I feel like overall that must be helpful. It is. Yeah. So I can just, I literally get to just share whatever I want to. And if I don't feel like sharing a certain thing, I don't have to because I have lots of other things I could cover for content. You're right. It's very fun that way. Love that. Okay. So at Fit Teacher Rachel. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a delightful conversation. Thank you guys so much for having me. Always a blast to chit chat about books and such. It always is. (laughs) All right. I learned something new today about breeding kink yeah yeah it was educational i won't fact check you on the snowballing don't fact check me on the breeding kink i'm like 75 percent confident fair (laughs) i at least feel more confident in my knowledge of breeding kink so i hope all the listeners do as well all right listeners we will be chatting with you in the next bye everyone bye